Hey guys, just wanted to take a minute and thank you, the listener, for listening and proving you have a growth mindset. Our mission is to curate information from the top influencers around the world. Uh, We provide you with real, actionable steps on how to improve in any area of your life, whether you're an entrepreneur, a C-suite executive, or just starting your journey of self-development. The Professional Development Podcast is all about growth, and you know if you're not growing, then you're dying. If you enjoy the content, please help us uh, by liking, sharing, and telling a friend about the content. We enjoy getting together, and uh, here we go. Hey guys, welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Today is Wednesday. I have no fucking clue what date is. It's January 6th. January 6th, and we're on episode 21, Confidence versus Cockiness. So we're going to get into both. We're going to talk about how there can be a fine line between both, how to potentially develop some confidence, how to avoid uh, being overly cocky. And then we are also going to get into the spotlight of the week. That's the influencer spotlight of the week. I'll be talking about Tim Ferriss. And then Bobby will come at us with just the tip, just for a second, just to see how Ooh. it feels. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about next week and what we got in the uh, the upcoming months. So let's get into the show. Confidence versus cockiness. Anybody want to hit us with some quotes first? I got a good one. So... Yeah. Uh, this one's from Conor McGregor. I don't know if anybody else has that one, but <laughs> is I don't. he cocky or confident? What do you think? <laughs> cocky yes. as fuck. Yeah. The answer is yes. <laughs> so it, it's actually, I think he's both in this quote. I think it's it, to me, this is how I think of uh, cockiness versus confident too. So it's uh, I am cocky in prediction. I am confident in preparation, but I am always humble in victory or defeat. So to me, that says like I'm gonna call my fucking shot. And I'm going to back it up by preparing to do anything I fucking want to do. And I think that's how it should be. I mean, yeah. so I yeah. thought that was pretty sweet. I actually like it because I do think he he is like that. And like him saying it. Do you think he's going to fight Jake Paul? I don't know. That'd be great. I don't I think, think it would be a fight. <laughs> he's going to fight uh, Mayweather, right? Yeah. Not- Mayweather took a yeah took on that. I thought that was Logan Paul. <laughs> yeah, he booked that shit real quick. One of the Pauls. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. fucking. They're both yeah. douchebags. Yeah. He would I mean, fight both of them the at same. the same time, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see that. But uh, no, Connor's always like at the end of the fight, he always is respectful. I think. I don't think so at all. I what? I don't think he's respectful. Uh, what do you mean? Did I fuck up there? When he lost to Khabib. Maybe when he and loses. He, and he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's respectful. And well, so that's that's why victory. I I I agree that he. If anybody, there might be, he might deserve it, but I still think that it's like he doesn't need to be cocky, right? Because I, I think that cockiness comes from some type of insecurity, even though, like, for a lot of times he doesn't necessarily have to be insecure, but I look at cockiness as arrogance, right? Like, uh, I think the difference is, though, is he stays humble in the fact of he knows where he came, he knows where he came from. Yeah. You know I mean, he came from nothing. He does. But and it, like, if he was just confident, like, you have to have that sort of swagger. Maybe it's just for being a fighter. Like, to have that cockiness or an athlete or just, I guess, an elite performer in any sort of industry. Like, if you're not a you little bit something. cocky, you're, you have you're to leaving be. something on the table. It's definitely like. hard not to be, yeah. right? But again, I, it, there's always there's always a difference. Because even if when you back it up, and I, and I think I agree 100% that, like, almost every athlete, whether you talk about Jordan or Kobe or McGregor or any athletes, it's going to be at the top of their level. There's some level of cockiness, but I still think that it can be done without yeah, and we'll jump into that in a minute. Uh, so I got a quote. Okay. So I like grabbing quotes from like the old ass dudes that are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this dead guy? So this is from Franklin Roosevelt, and it is confidence thrives on honesty, on honor, on the sacredness of obligations, on faithful protection, and on unselfish performance. 
Without them, it can't live. What does that mean to you? So for me, um, it, it means basically, you know, the reason why I like this quote is it talks about you sticking to your obligations, <clears throat> doing what it takes for everyone around you to be successful and being honest about the efforts that you've put in. And so those are core fundamentals, I think, that kind of builds confidence. And so without any of those core fundamentals, you you know, confidence cannot live within someone. So that's why I really like that quote. Sure. That's kind a good of one. Deep. I got, so for mine, I have, uh, it's an anonymous quote, but I like this one because uh, I feel like it's relevant um, right now to this week, what we're doing in our business is the quickest way to acquire self-confidence is to do exactly what you are afraid to do. And I think a lot of people typically, they whenever it comes to something that they haven't done before, there's a lot of hesitancy to go out there and make something happen, whether that's um, something like in my business where you're putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, meeting people that you haven't ever met before, or if it's just, hey, um, I have an idea that I want to go do this, or we talk about getting incorporated or like different things that we talked about on a retreat, like these different things that are uncomfortable. And if you just can make a decision in that split second to, go make something happen. Action cures all fear. So for sure. I agree with that a lot. And uh, I'm getting, <clears throat> putting the cart before the horse a little bit, but that has, reminds me of a quote by Tim Ferriss, which is a person's success can usually be measured by the amount of uncomfortable conversations they're willing to have. So I think that goes pretty much hand in hand with that, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. So the quote I have for this week is arrogance needs advertising, confidence speaks for itself. And I put arrogance and cockiness kind of hand in hand. So in my opinion, I think confidence it can you can have the confidence without the cockiness, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like uh, if you own a Lamborghini or a supercar, and you pull up next to, you know, guy in a vet. Yeah, Corvette. <laughs> you look at each other. You don't have to race him. You already know, right? Like, yeah, you don't but, have, or you, you can floor it, right? And then that's, I floor it. That's you don't have cockiness. to rev the engine, right? <laughs> right. Everybody knows. Yes. So. Yeah. So uh, to to uh, to get into it, and, and here's the the definitions that I pulled up. So confidence is a feeling of trust in one's abilities, qualities, and judgment. Cockiness is conceit, uh, arrogance, especially in a bold or disrespectful way. So those are the definitions. Now I'm sure there's like areas of gray and varying forms of them. But what do you guys think are the big difference between the two? I think it's clearly the arrogance part. That's the big difference between being confident versus being cocky. So I think, and, and I also, I mean, man, I'm like so on the cocky part though. Like I like it. I like that fucking swagger that people have when they just fucking say they're going to fucking do something and they come out and they just fucking do it. But I don't know if that's necessarily like cocky. I don't well, think. I, I, I think. I that, mean, it's a little bit. See, because like to me, like a difference. But it's like, like if you can. Like look at like Tom Brady. Like, that guy's not cocky, but he's got confidence. He's cocky on the inside. I on the inside, yeah, for well, sure. Well, I mean, I say he throws out some but he's cocky not, shit, but he, but he backs it up because he, he can fucking do this and hold up six fingers but that's and what say, I mean. look so at these like, rings, I, bitch. Then, then, then you're not necessarily <laughs> cocky because you've earned all those fucking... So, so I actually have something on here. Uh, is It says cockiness is bragging or showing off without actually having the skills or know how to back it up. Yeah. So you... The, Swagger and cockiness. I think sw I love the word swagger so much more than cockiness because cockiness gets a bad rap. Yeah. Um, but swagger, like, hey, if you can go out there and talk shit, and um, whether you're playing football, basketball, you're in the business world, you have to have. I ha I listened to an Andy Forsella podcast, which we'll get into. I'll talk $5. about later. Another five. Five bucks. Dave Matthews, five <laughs> more dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I think 
I think you have to have some swagger th- whenever it comes to any part of your business. I think there's a huge, and, and again, when you look at the English language, like different words can be interpreted in different ways. I think there's a big difference. I think swagger is more along the lines of confidence, right? I think I don't think swagger is talking shit. I think swagger is more about what you're talking about, Brad, when you have done. So I'm going to jump ahead a little bit and talk about uh, it's going to be. And maybe, maybe what I'm saying too is like that I'm, I dig the cockiness part of it. But at the same time, like, say fucking Tom Brady goes out and says, I'm going to throw for fucking 400 yards today. And he doesn't. And he's like, you know what? I done fucked up. Like, that is how I can appreciate it. But if you sit there and you're cocky and you say, I'm going to throw fucking 400 yards and you throw 200, then I'm like, you're a douchebag. So that's, and I think what you talked about there when Tom Brady is going to like own his shit, I think cocky people, like overly cocky people, are, again, they're trying to hide some type of insecurity. And so when things fuck up, you'll find them blaming other people. I think truly confident people are the ones that if they fuck up, they're going to own it themselves and they're going to know that it's like, I know by owning this, I'm going to learn and it's not going to happen again. Exactly. And another thing like with cockiness, so I don't know necessarily, I may not explain this perfectly how I'm thinking. Well, you better. Yeah, we'll see. Fucking swear Um, to God, Dan. In terms of cockiness, like I think some people who are super cocky they're very successful in one area of their life. And then when they go into other areas of their life, they're entitled and they feel like, you know. Um, it carries over. For example, like, and and yes, he was joking around and I am a believer, but Justin <laughs> Bieber yeah. saying like, you know, I'll fight you Tom Cruise or something. Like if he score was serious about that. Yeah, score yeah. on Bennington, you know. And so those are areas of his life where he's not very good. or You know, and he may be decent compared to the average person, but he's not going to fucking score on Jordan Bennington, who's a you know, Stanley Cup champion. I hope um, he doesn't. But he's very successful in one area. And then, you know, everybody building you up all the time, it just kind of flows into every area of your life. And that's where I think some cockiness gets built up for you, some of these, like, superstars, right? Do you think that's similar to, like, Ed Milet's thermometer, though? Like, no. you don't? I Can know you talk he, about that? I don't I don't know what that is. So, Dan probably knows way mm, more about it than me, but well, to me— like, yeah, I mean, and it really has nothing to do with like this topic, and and maybe you could apply it to this topic, but essentially the th- thermometer is, and the best way to do it, to explain it is financial. Um, so let's say that you're used to having, you know, twenty thousand dollars in your bank account. Um, when you get to forty, all of a sudden you're you're cush, right? Because that's your that's your thermometer, that's your temperature that you live at is the twenty k. When you get to forty. You, you ease up and and then you, you know, you slowly, somehow you find your way back to 20. And then when you get down to, to five, you start freaking out and you figure out how to get your ass back to 20. Essentially, so, your thermometer is your self-perception. Yeah. Right? So and it's that's, just, that's why I thought maybe, yeah, like, maybe if you surround yourself with people that are operating at like, say, 100%. Like, yeah. Is he good at hockey? No. But you know what? That motherfucker could pay to hang out with fucking whoever the fuck he wants. And if he's I, with people operating at 100 you think it's going to affect him? Oh my gosh! Yeah, absolutely. He's. I. I think it would. So I mean, I don't think he's going to score still, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> right that sort of situation. Actually, he could hire the right people that might score one. He could. I mean, he could get in front of the right people to have the coaches to figure out Bennington's weaknesses, things like that. It, this reminds me of uh, I. I watched a Gary V clip um, earlier. I can actually. Um, I'll I'll tag it in in the comments and things like that. But he talked about. Uh, said someone asked him a question about how they can be more confident and he said well pretty simple you have to start hanging out with people that are overly confident he's like 
pick up two to three friends that are overly confident um, and back it up. And then you have to cut out one of your friends that is pessimistic. Maybe that person that says, no, you can't score on Bennington yeah. or you can't do something like this. And he's, Gary Vee just always mentions that this is an energy game, right? You have to feed off the positive energy and then get rid of those energy vampires. Auditing your circle. Oh yeah. Yep. I don't know what episode that is, but We'll reference it. We'll reference it in the show notes. <laughs> but uh, but it, and a lot of these are all going to tie hand in hand, right? Because it's a, a lot of similar things. But going off Ed Milet, <clears throat> and I think it's the same interview that he did when he talked about the thermometer, even though I know he's talked about it a ton. He says self-confidence is actually self-trust. So it's all about keeping little promises to yourself day in and day out. So over time, if you keep building upon those promises, keep keeping those promises, you're going to have trust in yourself. And again, that's obviously going to breed self-confidence. And I, first off, Brad, when you were talking about like the cockiness and like how you love that, uh, the way you've been talking about it, and not to compliment you because I don't like complimenting anybody here, but Brad, like, Brad, Brad, the, but the way, are you trying to take me home? But the way, <laughs> listen, it's been Hell a while, yeah. man. Yeah. Right. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, Bobby. but how you've been talking about like your hey. work and so <laughs> your actual job, the podcast, the shit that you've been doing. Uh, the side business that you're looking for, looking for another, like all this other stuff, and you've been working your ass off. Like, you've been telling yourself you're going to do this stuff, and you're everybody knows how self disciplined you are. When you say you're going to do something, you do it. So, every promise that you keep to yourself, you build that confidence, which might come off potentially as cocky. But at the end of the day, it's just building that trust in yourself that it's just, um, Towards the end of it, he said, when you have an impeccable relationship with yourself, your reputation with other people is meaningless, right? Yeah. So the more that you think about yourself, the less that you're going to give a fuck on what other people think. Exactly. Yeah, and, and so I actually read a blog by Jay Shetty, and it's called Seven Ways to Stand Out with Real Confidence. And it was a really good one, but he kind of talks about the same Ooh. thing. What? You guys had the same one? You've been copying off my screen you read that? at the office. Screen sharing. I, I have Jay Shetty quotes or uh, mentions oh too. That's okay. We I all love Google J- the same shit. I love Jay Shetty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to hit page four next week. Yeah. <laughs> Get a little deeper in those search results. Go yeah, ahead. but anyway, so yeah, and it's kind of in lines because you brought up Ed Milet saying basically the same thing where, you know, the desire to fit in can affect confidence in a negative way because you're trying to, everything you say, you're just trying to make sure that it is well-received by everybody around you. But if those people aren't the same as you, it's hard to be yourself. And how can you have confidence when you're worried about everything that you say, you know, being well-received? And so I thought that was super interesting and made total sense. And that kind of goes back to our uh, episode a couple weeks ago uh, when I talked about people-pleasing and just doing things to make people comfortable and not have them be disappointed in you rather than just being honest with yourself. Being honest with yourself is going to create some confidence because Jay Shetty said this too. Confidence is not they will like me. Confidence is I'll be okay if they don't. And yep. everyone's always trying to, it just seems the way now in this America is, and in this world, is people are always trying to be liked. And whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, or even if it's in just situations like this where you're around other people, fuck that, man. You just have to do what's best for you. And um, I, I mean, I got so much from that Mark Manson book, yep. Models. Yep. Um, but it's just all about being honest and it's going to attract better people and you're gonna, I mean, you will benefit from that and you will gain more confidence if you are honest. Absolutely. And, and just to kind of go back a little bit off the... Um, keeping promises to yourself. Can you guys talk to that a little bit? Because I know for a fact, like, even though it was like separation season, like over the holidays or whatever, I definitely let off the gas a little bit. And then leading up to that, like this past Monday, 
I was just like, z- like fucking. So you you saw a picture yeah. of me, Brad, and you were like, he just looks so fucking <laughs> yeah, tired. Didn't. And I was just like, I just felt like shit waking up. Like woke up a little later than expected. Then didn't get to do my morning routine. Then rushed into the office, and then um, all of a sudden it's Wednesday. And it's like, I knocked everything out I needed Monday, Tuesday, like today, like everything with my diet, everything with like business, like Dan and I are finally rolling on our shit. And it's just like my confidence and like me waking up and going into the office today versus like those days when I had let off the, the gas a little bit, I'm so much more confident in myself because I kept my promises on those days of doing what I said I was going to do. Yeah. I think that's an energy thing, right? Like going back to you, Bobby, um, the energy that you put off when you know that you've won the day fucking consecutive days in a row, you know that you're keeping those promises to yourself. And so you have good vibes and whatnot. And I think that for me personally, I spend a lot of energy uh, like being negative when I'm not doing everything that I need to get done throughout the day or if I'm not, you know, keeping those promises to myself. So I think that's where it affects my confidence is I know I'm fucking up like, you know, <laughs> with myself and yep. I'm losing the battle to myself. So that's where the confidence takes a little bit of a hit. And and to me, this might be off topic, but I also feel like how you've got that built in yourself. Like, you know, I'm fucking up. I'm a piece of shit type thing. Yeah. Like, people are probably going to receive that as like, God, he's hard on himself. But like, I fucking love that. Like, I love that you can have that like, you know what? I fucked up and you own it for yourself. And you like, you you do feel like shit that night. And I think like the problem is there's so many people in this world that like they fuck up and there's just no repercussion. They don't do anything about it. So it's like they make some mistake and like their parents or maybe even a coworkers like, oh, it's okay. It'll be better. We'll figure it out. It's like, no, dude, like, you had a fucking job. You told me you were going to do this and you didn't fucking do it. That's yep. the crabs in the bucket theory from AF. Sorry, another $5. But he talks about whenever someone like fucks up or if Dan says he fucks up, it's the people that are wanting to comfort him and say it's okay. Yeah. And it's not like Dan fucks up all the time, but because Dan's just, but Dan does, I guess. And it's just people comforting him saying it's okay versus someone saying, yeah, dude, you did, but like take some action behind it. And I think that's where we talk about uh, positive self talk in one of our recent episodes as well. We can reference that in the show notes too. But even though you have what's maybe perceived as, a negative self-talk, that is your motivator. So that's your positive self-talk is you saying that kind of stuff to yourself. And what you do is you back it up with some action, which is doing those small things every single day. So even if you feel shitty about yourself, you take action right away and you don't wait for someone to tell you what to do or someone to tell you fucked up. You're like, I'm going to tell myself and I'm going to go get after it. Right, yeah. And so, and just so I don't forget this, um, I wanted to speak to Brad's point about the self-awareness. Like, being able to admit that you fucked up to yourself, I think, is huge. And one of the, while I was doing some research for this pod, I came across a psychology blog, like psychologytoday.com or something. And one of the key bullet points that I took out of that was, you know, confidence comes from high self awareness in a realistic way, right? So, you know, <laughs> telling yourself you didn't fuck up, that's not very realistic when you <clears throat> did, right? So, right. Um, just having that self awareness to like hold yourself accountable and, I think that's super important. Yeah, and that did you get a little bit of the self awareness stuff off the Jay Shetty blog? Because I think that was number three on there. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was really good. If you're self aware, you know, and you could um, you understand what your strengths are, right? And you're okay to embrace them, right? You're good to embrace them. You know exactly where you are, and you build confidence as opposed to having strengths and just hiding them. And then on the opposite side of it, it's your weaknesses or your 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 pitfalls or your shortcomings, right? If you're not self-aware enough to know and admit that your weaknesses and you can't make an effort to learn and grow from that. Yeah. So one other thing that I wanted to mention 
motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> motherfuckers. That, that OnlyFans. nobody has mentioned yet that I wrote down is teach someone something. Like, how do you build confidence? <clears throat> Teaching somebody something that you know about, I think that it's just a way to practice some confidence because you're confident with what you're teaching, hopefully, and you're teaching them the right way to do something. And so, uh, and I think we read a book or there was a book where teach was yeah. like the last part of mastering a skill. Exactly. I remember that too. And I actually have that wrote down too is to be a mentor, to be to become more confident, be a mentor. Not Yeah, not only are you teaching and it's doing something good for you because it's it's instilling that even more into you from a different perspective, but you're doing something for somebody, right? Yeah. So anytime you give of yourself, you're going to feel good. You're going to feel better about yourself. And we, then I have a pretty interesting story about somebody super successful in the world who had a confidence issue that they overcame, which was Richard Branson. I don't know if anybody else came across this, no. but Richard Branson has dyslexia. So in school, he was like pretty much the dumbest kid in school. Nobody believed in him. And he wrote a letter to himself in a blog that he wrote like, to young Richard is what it's called or something. And he said, being different is your biggest asset and will help you succeed. So I think some people look at having something that's wrong with them as I can't do this instead of thinking of, well, I am different and I'm going to build off of that. I mean, you see so many stories of similar situations or way, way worse where somebody just fucking goes out and does it. Yeah, and you can't stand out from a crowd if you're trying to fit in, right? Yeah, right. So like there has to be something different about you to make you extraordinary in some way. And then once you figure out that is your strength, you can take that and double down on it. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool. So just to kind of put a bow on this, guys, at the end of the day, I think cockiness is a little bit more about outer and confidence is about the inner side. So cockiness is loud, boastful, in need of validation, inner, uh, quiet, or sorry, confidence is internal. You have self-esteem, your happiness, you're positive. Um, Cockiness, is when somebody doesn't know that they're right and they start blaming other people. Confidence is when you know that you're right and you don't need validation from others. It's ownership, there's blame, reputation, character. Uh, So going off of that, guys, what's something right now that you lack confidence in that you're going to be looking to build confidence here in 2021? So I can talk like maybe not something, I mean, I I think I can already guess, Dan's. What? Public speaking. Oh, I mean, I would fucking... Love to be good at that, but no. <laughs> I will, that blows my I'll stray mind. Away, I'll stray away from that. It just blows my mind that that's something that why you struggle with because I feel like you're an incredibly confident person. Uh, or cocky? Which yeah. one? Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. No. Um, for me, so I, I I'll talk about something that like I was shitty at, and then I built confidence over time, and now you know it just keeps building. Yeah. Which is talking to clients when I first. You know, started my business. I it was more like I was yes person. You know, I was kind of a little bitch when I got on the phone with them. And I, I would did just he say be, was? <laughs> <laughs> but now it's a big bitch. You know, as time went on, I became more and more confident with what I was talking about with our service that we provide and the level of service that we provide from a co- company standpoint and a quality standpoint. Um, and now it's it's almost as if I control a lot of the situations and I'm a subject matter expert in the recruiting space and they're asking me questions and I'm almost like consulting them through, you know, this is what you need to do. And when I first started, it wasn't like that. It was kind of like, yeah, whatever you need. And I just shut my mouth. But now that I have the confidence to to speak to that, it's, it's definitely turned it around. And, you know, getting mm. on the phone with somebody, it's, 
I, I mean, I almost closed pretty much everybody I talked and to. That was probably built by doing things that you were really uncomfortable doing. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're first starting out, you're, you're like, I hope I get this. I hope I get this. And now that I don't need the new clients, I love new clients. But if you don't, it, I didn't have this sense of need, and so I can kind of talk and and work with people who are more my style, which gives me more confidence. And it's it's repeti- different. It's repetition, right? You know, you get confident the more and more that you do things. So whether it's talking to a client, making a first cold call, you know, buying your first machine or understanding how to fucking learn that machine because you bought one and didn't, right, Brad? Yeah. Yeah. Muscle memory, whether it's something that you say or a jump shot. Yep. I agree. Anybody else got something that they're either going to be working on that they're not confident in or maybe something that they started and now are competent in? Something I'm horrible in and I need to work on more is time management. I'm so bad at it. I feel like I've been trying to be better. Every Monday, I'll sit down for like an hour and try and do it, but it's still such a struggle for me because I'm just more of like a just go fucking do something instead of planning it out or, you know, time blocking some time to do things. So that's something I need to work on. I'm not confident in my management of time at all. Okay. So what are you going to do to get better at it? I have something that is the Pomodoro method. Have you heard of that? I have not. Okay. So that's something I'm going to be trying moving forward. Which is, so a pomodoro is like a tomato, I think. Is that right? I have no idea. I think Are so. Are they like the little ones? I think. And so like back in the day, like when your mom was cooking, she used to have like the little timer that looked like an apple yeah. or tomato or whatever it was. Let me look it That's up. That's like a pomodoro, I think. So those timers were set for 25 minutes. So what you do is you decide like, okay, this is going to take me five pomodoros. And you work for 25 minutes on whatever your dedicated task is. And then you take a five-minute break. So that means during that 25 minutes, there's no phone, there's no computer, or you know, there may be if that's what you need to work on. But for that time, you have, for that Pomodoro, you work 25, 25 minutes. minutes straight. And then you let your brain rest for five minutes and then come back and start again. So that's what I'm going to try and use for it going forward. I like that. I like it a lot. Bob, got anything? Yeah, so <clears throat> one thing that, uh, it's actually business-related. So I... Whenever I first started my job, I was out in the field every single day, right? And was uh, out introducing myself to business owners, things like that. And that's how I uh, became a, a pretty good trainer was I spent a lot of time out in the field. And then as my team grew, we had more clients. And then what I started doing was sitting back a little bit more and managing those clients versus actually going out and getting in front of whether it was existing clients or trying to find new clients. That's how that's how new people on my team found success was me being out there with them because I'm the best salesperson on my team. So I went away from that uh, in 2020 and even towards the end of 2019 before the pandemic. Um, So one of the things that I've promised to my team this year is to spend 10 to 15 hours in the field every single week um, out knocking on doors. Or if I have a an associate on my team who's not comfortable with that, we do Zoom prospecting. Get on a Zoom call and make phone calls back and forth until they hit their goal for the day and get appointments set. So um, <clears throat> right now I'm at about six hours this week and have two days to go. So I'll, I'll have that smashed by week's end. So 10 to 15 hours a week in the field is what I'm going to do to try and build that confidence back up and making sure my business is successful this year uh, as far as new, or I guess, produ- producers on my team growing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, how about you? Uh, I won't get into it too much, but it's very similar to yours. I've been out of the cold calling game because I've had retained clients for a while um, or been doing um, just recruiting on various positions. But Dan and I kind of launching our company January 4th, I'm taking over the sales part. And so I have to get back on like the cold calling, the prospecting. And I felt a lot of the nerves going into it because I've been out of the game so long. 
And, you know, I did all the things that you can think to procrastinate where it's called call reluctance, where it's like, okay, I'm now I'm going to go get coffee. It's like, ah, let me hit the bathroom real you quick. Got and it's like, for that now. it's like, let me, uh, it's like, let me adjust my spreadsheet real quick. So it's like, I got my computer all right. And then it's just like, fuck, at the end of the day, it's like, I can only sit there and, and wait so long before <laughs> I pick up the fucking phone. I'm going to send a couple LinkedIn messages now. <laughs> and so Monday was rough because we didn't have our, our systems up, but was still able to make a couple. But um, my goal is to get super, super proficient at sales and get better at quality uh, of the call and the understanding of the client and the prospect and uh, doing a couple creative things through social media for that as opposed to just quantity. Uh, so that's where I'm really going to focus this year. At least it's, that's my number one focus right now. That's Love awesome. that. That's yep. cool. So um, that'll be it for today, guys. We appreciate you tuning in, all you OnlyFans. If you like our if you like our stuff, make sure to <laughs> like, subscribe, share, hit us up on social media. Anything else, guys? No. No? Gucci. Should be good. All right. We'll see you next week for a topic TBD. See ya. Later. Deuces. Hey guys. So today's influencer spotlight of the week is probably my personal favorite, if not top two influencers. And that is Tim Ferriss. Uh, Tim Ferriss has been listed as one of the fast company's most innovative business people. He's been fortunes 40 under 40. He's actually a, uh, an early stage tech investor. So he invested in Uber, Facebook, Shopify, Alibaba, and probably about 50 other companies that just absolutely exploded. He's the author of five number one New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestsellers, including my personal favorite, The 4-Hour Workweek. Um, so The 4-Hour Workweek, I guess, one of the biggest takeaways I got from that was um, what he calls the minimal effective dose. And it really piggybacks off the Pareto principle. So for those of you who don't know the Pareto principle, Valfredo Pareto was an economist that basically uh, realized that 80% of the wealth in his country was owned by 20% of the people. And he, he really realized that that formula you could plug into anything. So 80% of, um, of the results comes from 20% of the actual actions that you do. He applied it through speed reading, through resistance training at the gym. Um, he turned me on to, I guess, the idea that a 40-hour work week is super arbitrary in the workplace and actually inspired me to uh, to get a, uh, I guess, more of a flexible schedule with my work, which helps me, uh, essentially, it enabled me to start to create my business. He also has in there, and I highly suggest that even though everybody's working from home now, if you're not, he helped with the structure for negotiating work from home while I was building my business on the side. Uh, in his interviews on the Tim Ferriss podcast, he deconstructs world-class performers and basically finds out how the most badass people in the world do what they do. And actually, this inspired me to reach out to 50-plus people in my industry to understand how they did it. He is by far the person I looked up to initially whenever it came to self-development, tied probably up there with Tony Robbins. Um, overall badass, definitely uh, take a look at his podcast because he's been called the Oprah of audio uh, for the podcast that he does. And he's, I think it's exceeded 600 million downloads or something like that. So um, one of the quotes I have from Tim is a person's success in life can usually be measured by the number of uncomfortable conversations that he or she is willing to have. And I really and truly firmly believe this. He has a lot of exercises in his book that can show this. But if there's one thing I would say and challenge you to do, it's it's think about the most difficult conversations that you have coming up this week or that you could be having that are going to get you to where you're going with your goals. Put those first. 
Don't do anything in the middle of the, don't do anything at the beginning of the week or the beginning of the day until you complete those tasks. And I guarantee you that's going to be your Pareto principle. That's going to be the 20% of the effort that's going to produce 80% of the results. That being said, you can find him on the Tim Ferriss Show, which is available on all major platforms. And then his website has just about everything that you need on Tim, and that's tim.blog. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys, this is Bobby with the tip of the week. Just the tip of the week, sorry. Uh, So this week, I just want to talk to you guys about being a little bit healthier. So for those uh, at the beginning of the new year, obviously there's a lot of people that have resolutions. Uh, One of the things that people usually try to do is eat healthier, or maybe they try and just get back into the gym. If you're not back into the gym, who cares? Just make sure that you're eating a little bit better. So um, the three things that make up a good diet or a good meal are going to be lean proteins, veggies and healthy starches. So for those lean proteins, grilled chicken, salmon, uh, any sort of sirloin or ground beef that's at least 80% um, lean. And then uh, veggies, those are all free. So as many of those that you want, uh, those are great. If you're going to do some meal prep, just grab some frozen veggies from the store. Make sure that you can have those at any time. Healthy starches, those are going to be like your sweet potatoes, sourdough bread, um, Yukon potatoes, uh, some organic quinoa, brown rice, things like that. And if you are on the run, some of the best places that you can go get those all broken down into one quick meal for you, crazy bowls and wraps, uh, my favorite place to go, uh, just get a quick meal. Or but right before this, I actually went to uh, Revel Kitchen there in Brentwood. They also have a location in Clayton as well, and they are delicious. So with that, guys, uh, that's my just the tip of the week.